All right. Welcome out to campus day. Yeah. Do we have any college students in the house? Yeah. Who's first first time at Texas State? Is this your first year? Oh, yeah. Welcome. Sam Marcus is great. I almost said Sam Marvelous because that's what we call it because it's so great. So (laughs) welcome out. Uh, This is our special service about the college campus. And I am Tessa Brown. I'm the campus director of our campus ministry here at uh, Texas State called Every Nation Campus. And I get to work alongside these amazing people who um, just make this job really fun because they're really passionate about the college campus. And so today we have the privilege of sharing with you why we believe the campus is so important And really, it it starts by because we were all so blessed by it when we were students on the campus. Um, God really transformed our lives in some way while we were students at Texas State. Um, And although it looked different for each individual, it so impacted us that we decided uh, each one of us at a different moment in time said, yes, we want to become full-time campus missionaries and give years of our life to this this mission because we believe in it so much. And so we are campus ministers at Texas State. We have a heart to see the love of Jesus just touch the 40,000 students who are just less than two miles away from this very building. Um, it's a big mission, but it's one we're excited about. And really, it's just the tip of the iceberg of the mission that Jesus gave all those years ago, um, recorded in Matthew 28. We're going to read that this morning and turn to Scripture, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Um, And we're going to see, read about the Great Commission, the mission Jesus gave the disciples to take the gospel into all of the world. And so here we go, starting with verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. If you could just bow your heads with me, I'm going to pray. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are, for all that you've done for us, and for really entrusting us with this plan, this mission, um, to go and make disciples of all the world. And thank you that you don't leave us alone to do it, but that you help us and you do it with us. And uh, we just pray that this service blesses you. Um, In your name we pray, amen. All right, so the Great Commission. Um, The Great Commission is something that I really began to understand more about when I became a college student at Texas State. Uh, Before that, I was a believer in God um, in high school and everything, but it was really hard for me to understand what the Christian life really looked like because I didn't have friends my age who really lived that way. And so um, I felt like more so I was struggling to do it alone um, and I didn't do very well. And there were a lot of things that I can say I did that didn't honor God. But throughout the process of growing with God, I really saw those areas and really gave them to Jesus. And I said, God, my, like my senior year of high school, I just began praying, like, when I get to college, I pray that you put me with a church that can really help me grow, help me learn, like, how to follow you and how to share my faith and all of these things. I just began praying over that summer leading up to my freshman year of college. Um, 
And God answered. He delivered, y'all. I got to Texas State. I was walking through Sewell Park. Um, If any of you have been there yet, if you're new here, I'm sure you'll spend lots of time out at Sewell Park. Uh, And there was a guy who was handing out flyers, and he handed one to me and my roommate. And we'd been invited to a lot of stuff that far, but not yet um, had I found a church that uh, I got invited to. And so I saw the flyer. It was for a campus ministry meeting on campus. And I I was like, grabbed my roommate and was like, we got to go to this. And so we went um, and it just really changed our lives. We became a part of Every Nation Campus and a part of this local church. And from there, I just really began growing. And what I saw that Jesus really had given a mission that it wasn't just for the original disciples, but it's for us here and now. In those verses, it said, And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And since the age hasn't ended yet, we are still called to go and make disciples. Um, And so as I was processing this and learning how to do it, um, God just really grew my heart for the mission. And so... We're going to talk about that today, why we believe the campus is so strategic in being a part of this great mission that God has given us all. And so we have eight different reasons, and we're going to share them all with you today. And so number one, the future leaders of our society pass through the campus. So when you think about this, around the world, the future lawyers, the doctors, the teachers, the presidents, um, just business leaders in the community, they all pass through the college campus at some point. Um, even thinking of a few people who went to Texas State, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, the president, um, if any of you are country fans, George Strait went to Texas State. Um, so you can just see how these students uh, who pass through the campus eventually can have such a huge impact in our culture and our nation um, and in the world. I went on a mission trip to India uh, last summer, and I was a part of doing some stuff on one of the campuses there, and we actually reached out to a student who was a prince in his home state of India, and he gave his life to the Lord, and now he's actually serving in campus ministry in India. And can you just imagine the impact? He was royalty, and now he's like serving the Lord. And so it's just really amazing to see that on the campus we reach future leaders of society, and that's why Every Nation Ministry is really one of the reasons we really care about reaching out to college students. Awesome. Uh, My name is Jessica, and I'm doing number two, and it is historically major movements, both good and bad, start on the campus. Uh, I got my degree in political science, so as a student, I saw this played out not just through history, but in present day. Every student that was around me in classes had the dreams, the passion, and the desire to one day make a difference in the world, starting on the campus. And I was one of them. Uh, Every class I went to was filled with professors telling us about historical movements that shaped our nation and the people that championed each cause, and even concepts and theories that would one day change our future, starting where we were at. Uh, But it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus my junior year of college that I really began to understand the impact that one person could have on the nation. And it all started when Jesus put a passion in me to see the people around me. Uh, It truly encountered by the gospel. Uh, But even outside of my own life, if you really look back into history, you begin to see examples of what happens when college students say, I want to get involved in something. 
uh, the civil rights movement was championed by young people who said, I'm tired of seeing unjust treatment. I'm tired of feeling unjust treatment. Something needs to be done. And they get behind this cause and you see how it changes the nation. Uh, you see even things like uh, war protests, people who decided, I don't, I don't stand for what's going on. It was really young people who came on the campus and protested saying, I don't believe in the war, so I'm just not going to fight. And in it birthed another attitude of what we have seen as patriotism really start to separate. And then you get to things like atheism and feminism. And these were just ideas that today are popular societal worldviews. We see it, how it's integrated into every single part of our culture. But one day it was just a small seed and a small idea that was planted on the campus and watered by students. And it begins to ask the question, what happens if the gospel is the seed that is planted in students? What happens when, like Tess said, it's our future leaders that we have on the campus. God has given them to us, our lawyers, our doctors, our lawmakers. These are all people who are on campus today with a dream and a desire to make a difference one day. What if that seed that is planted is the gospel? And what if it's watered through discipleship? What begins to happen on the campus? What begins to happen for the next generation? These are the questions we're passionate about answering and really answering with Jesus and the hope of Jesus. Hi, everybody. My name is Dan. Uh, I've been gone for a year, so I'm back. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about the, the majority of people who become Christians that do so before the age of 25. There have been countless amounts of studies that prove this statistic, which is a very interesting one, because one phenomenon that we see is that's actually true. So I'm going to prove it to you guys real quick. So I want to see a raise of hands. Um, who in here became a Christian before the age of 25? That's me. Look around you. So that's pretty amazing. But what you can actually see is there's actually like anecdotal proof that like, wow, this is actually happening. But the bigger question is, why is this happening? And I tend to think it's probably because people are molded and shaped and asking deep questions when they hit the college age. I'm wondering, why did, what happened to me when I was a kid? What does God think about that? Why was my mom never home? How come I, I'm asking really, really deep questions. And unless we actually give them an answer for some of those deep questions, the world's going to give them an answer. And that's never a good thing. And I've done that a million times. <laughs> so there's, there's science to, to prove a really awesome phenomenon uh, that's going on. So one thing that we're really passionate about seeing is seeing how the world can change through the college campus and seeing how like, people that start off on this position can really advance their lives. Because as soon as I know where I'm going as far as a life goal is concerned, or as far as God is concerned, or as far as who I am as an identity, then I actually know how to succeed. And that's a big, big deal. So that's something we want to capitalize on is right now on the college campus, we're, we're young, we're moldable, and that's something that's very, very powerful to capitalize on. Hello, my name is Kristen. I work part-time for the campus ministry and part-time for the larger campus ministry with Every Nation Ministries, uh, where we send our college students abroad on short-term missions trips. And so going to the nations is something I'm so passionate about. But number four, one of the reasons we love college ministry is because we can reach international students and it fuels world missions. You know, Again, as Every Nation Ministries, we love going into all the world, but via the college campus, we have to recognize that the entire world is coming to us. There are over 1 million foreign exchange students right now studying in the United States, and they're here um, 
to go back to their home countries and make this incredible difference. So it really, as we keep on saying, the future leaders of those societies, of those countries, are studying here. So what an incredible opportunity for us, you all included, to befriend foreign exchange students, to invite them over for Thanksgiving when they don't even know what that is, to have them over for uh, meals and be family to them and love them. Because we, as America, need to send them back with a degree, but church, let's send them back with the gospel. So will you join us in reaching out to foreign exchange students and then reaching the rest of our world uh, in this way? Amen. Hi, good afternoon. My name is Jessica. Um, How are y'all doing so far? You doing all right? Doing good? Encouraged and pumped about what God is doing on the college campus and through each and every one of us? Yeah? No? Yeah? Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, I am going to be um, sharing with you our number five reason why we are so passionate about reaching the college campus. And that reason is the values that are on campus become the values in our society. We carry our values with us wherever we go, so it's inevitable. And so the philosophy, morality, and ethics that are taught on the university campuses over the next decade slowly and surely make their way into our public policy, our media, and our education. And so because our future leaders are on campus, after they graduate, those ideas and those values are carried into our legislation, our music, our movies, and our media. And so we can see that our values have a huge impact on how we as individuals and as students interact with the world. And as believers making uh, disciples, we're on mission. This is great news. Um, I believe that God has given us the answer to how we can see lasting change in our world. And so we have a desire to see our nation submit under the values that God has. We want them to value what God values. And so by reaching the college campus with the gospel and teaching students to love and to observe all that Christ has commanded us, we have the opportunity to see our world transformed from the inside out. Hello, my name is Caress, and I'll be going over point six, which talks about the available, trainable youth are waiting to discover what to do with their lives. Now in college, you will never have as much time as you do when you're on the campus. (laughs) You have a lot of free time. I remember being a freshman and just sitting in my room just for like the whole weekend, just not having anything to do. I'm just available. I was definitely available to do whatever and whenever somebody wanted to ask. But not only does that happen, but there's also you'll never be around so many people that are ready to learn and establish their purpose. And so when we, when we look at that, when you go on the campus, what you see is people asking you, will you join this? Will you join that? Will you be a part of my thing? Because uh, it's the most important thing. But what we were saying right here, what we're saying is, is there going to be somebody who's going to ask the question, will you follow Jesus with your heart? Do you know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that he loves you until the very end, that nothing you can do, nothing you did do will change that, that he wants you to be a part of the family. And that's what we want to do up here. We want to ask that question. We want to be there to ask, will you join us in this family? Will you take the opportunity? And when we do that, we see that not only are people changing their political views or their major in college or what they're going to do after college, but that God actually is giving us the opportunity to reach students so that he can change their hearts towards him, which is the ultimate uh, 
life-changing moment, as we would say. Uh, so as we do that, we say that everyone is, is available and ready to accept Jesus, but we want to be there to ask the question. And so we're asking if you will join us and send us and believe and pray for us that we're going to be there ready to engage them on the campus, on the front lines to say, will you come into this family? Will you love um, us? Like, can we love you and have God love you too? Because we as campus ministers believe in the next generation. We believe in helping people discover what they want to do with their lives through Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Point number seven. When we reach a student, we reach a family. Uh, And by God's grace, this has been my testimony. Uh, I came to know Jesus four and a half years ago on the college campus. I was reached by a student who was reached by a student who was reached by a student. Pastor Peter Dusan shared the gospel with Chris Jackson, Evan Brown. Uh, They shared the gospel with uh, my friend from Jackson Hall, Chris Ramirez, and then he invited me to their Bible study. And it was at that Bible study, I saw men in love with Jesus, uh, and I began to pursue that community, and, and on February 25th, I heard the gospel preached and gave my life to Jesus. It was never the same. So it became my mission to now bring this gospel, this hope, to, to my sphere of influence, my friends, and my family. Uh, so I began to share Jesus with my mom, but I wasn't very fruitful because uh, the best evangelism technique I had was, uh, hey, you're, you're going to hell, repent. Um, that was like my zealousness and immaturity, but I repented and uh, she forgave me. Uh, but as I began to let her in on my life and, and share with her what Jesus was doing in me, her heart began to get really softened to this. Uh, and so I remember one day, my sophomore year, she had torn her meniscus. Uh, she couldn't walk, was in pain. And I remember being filled with faith. And I said, I'm going to pray for your knee and God's going to heal you. Uh, and by God's grace, he showed up and healed her knee. And my mom gave her life to Jesus that moment. Um, super cool. A year later, uh, she calls me and says, hey, like God's doing amazing things in my life. Uh, I know I'm supposed to get baptized. I'm driving to San Marcos, and you and Pastor Peter are going to baptize me. So I got to baptize my mom my junior year, and now she's like running after Jesus. She's crazier than me. Uh, she's doing uh, this our purple book, a, a discipleship book. She's halfway done through it in Spanish. Uh, she's part of an awesome church now. And because of this transformation in my mom's life, uh, my dad ended up reconciling his relationship with Jesus. And so So now he's serving God. Uh, My brother loves Jesus. And I have a 12-year-old sister now who's growing up in a household that I never experienced, a Christian household. All because someone reached out to me, shared the gospel with me, and I got to take it back home. So when we reach a student, we have this unique opportunity to mobilize them and take the gospel back to where they're from. And now my mom's reaching her coworkers, sharing the gospel with her family. And so we see this cool, like, cycle of, of disciples making disciples. So... Yes. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Oh, that was good. Um, So number point number eight, God has promised to pour out his spirit upon sons and daughters. As you can tell with these testimonies and these stories and different things that God is doing, God is doing it. You know, it is his spirit that goes before us. It is his spirit. You know, if we are to go, therefore, and make disciples like he's called us to do, we need his spirit to empower and lead us. Um, in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 2, verse 17, it talks about God in the end times. God's going to pour out his spirit on all people, and sons and daughters is included in that, and they're going to step out in amazing ways and see crazy things happen. And we just believe that this is happening on the campus. Um, when I see a student who decides to lead a Bible study and say, 
you know, a lot of people are doing a lot of other things with their time, but I, once a week I'm going to lead a Bible study and I'm going to invite friends and I'm going to step out in faith. And regardless of what people think about me, I know people need this. So I'm going to step up in faith. I see God pouring out his spirit upon sons and daughters. When I see young people who are believing to raise finances, to go on mission trips, to see lives forever changed. I, um, I see this happen as I see campus ministers rising up and more and more people saying, yes, I will become a campus minister. I will become a missionary to the college campus. Um, Our Texas State team has been growing, which is really exciting. And not only here, but from Texas State, we've had other campus missionaries rise up and we've sent them out to other campuses and other cities in Houston and San Antonio and Austin. Um, It's just really incredible, guys. God is doing a work in this generation, and we are believing for an enormous awakening in young people, and we want to be prepared for the harvest that is to come. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being a part of it with us. Um, It just means the world. And so uh, as we wrap up our presentation, we have a quick five-minute video. Um, It's from some past students who um, had started a relationship with Jesus in college in a campus ministry and now kind of where they're at now and how that's changed the direction of their life and um, just some testimonies. And then uh, Pastor Peter will come up at the end and close. So thank you. Hi guys, my name is Victor Hernandez. I'm a proud alumni of Texas State University and uh, used to be a proud member of the Springs Church. However, back in the day, it was called Christ Community Church. Um, Just want to share with you guys just the importance of campus ministry Uh, campus missionaries and why we need to continue to help those people out and help keep that type of culture on the campus. Um, A lot of my growth happened through these things that we did, like growth groups, discipleship, evangelism, and even now has helped me um, as I entered the professional workforce, um, just being able to interact with people of different faiths, of different backgrounds, and being able to share my story in a very brief and concise way yet powerful enough to know that, um, hey, God did something in my life. Good morning, y'all. This is Erin Williamson. Um, I was part of Every Nation from 2000-something to 2012, (laughs) a couple years in college. Um, The Lord used Every Nation and the people in Every Nation to completely change my life. Um, Back in 2010, I ran into a church on campus through my roommate, um, who was not a believer, and she brought me, and um, from there I met Elisa Leveno and Chad and Pete, and um, was disciples for the first time. I ran into a group of people who loved Jesus more than anything, and I had never experienced that before. Uh, that's the gift that I've been able to bring to the church that I met now in Atlanta. Um, and I'm working. I just bought a house earlier this year. Um, have some awesome and amazing group of friends. I was part of a church plant this year. I went to a church called Blueprint. We plant a church called Cornerstone in the West End of Atlanta, which is um, kind of the hood, but I love it. Um, and just, Every Nation was such an incredible catalyst for me. Um, and the Lord taught me so much in that portion of my life. And just 
Hey guys, uh, my name is Nikki Nelson, formerly Nikki Gaynor. I was a part of ENC from 2009 to 2013, um, and I am honored to share with you how ENC changed my life, how Jesus changed my life through ENC. So I think the first thing that changed my life through ENC was just love. Um, I came from not a church background, um, I guess party girl, went to Texas State for that reason, and um, someone you know well, your campus minister, Tessa, loved um, loved on me, prayed for me, um, even though I was kind of crude in a way, um, she loved me through it, and just her showing me that love, despite our differences, I think really got me interested in her beliefs and her faith and her values so um, her love just went a really long way um, I think Jesus really um, shone through her and really got me interested in, in what Jesus was all about ENC gave me a lot of courage um, first of all to share my faith with others I think the training that we went to and kind of learning how to love people and share the gospel with them versus judging people and sharing the gospel with them I think was huge for me. Um, I love and I miss going and doing the God test um, on the campus and I've kind of brought that into my life now. Um, Obviously not the same way you would do on a campus but I definitely learned so much through the God test that you know those questions are burning my brain and um, I can confidently start conversations with people lovingly um, and share the gospel with them that way. And um, so courage to share my faith and courage to be a leader. Um, I think that I was pushed to, to be a leader in ENC and um, ended up being president my senior year and, you know, something that, you know, you never really think you're going to be president of. Um, when you're living in sin before you get there and you know you're always working on yourself but definitely encouraged to lead others and I think that ENC does a really great job um, discipling others and discipling people to to raise up um, lead more growth groups you know multiplying that way and I think that is so effective um, for the kingdom and I really think that's awesome so that's how Jesus changed my life through ENC. Now I am um, a teacher in Frisco, Texas. I love what I do. I'm also a cheer coach. I am a mom to a wonderful four-month-old boy, um, married to a wonderful guy. So thank you guys for listening. Um, God there changed the world, changed the campus. Um, do it for Jesus. More Jesus than the repeater always said. Praise the Lord. Every human being has a small window of opportunity to decide what they're going to do with the most important thing, and that is relationship. Relationship with God, relationship with other people who have relationship with God, and relationship with the people that are about to have a relationship with God through your relationship with God. Everything is relationship, and yet we so easily cloud that small window of opportunity with other things that seem important. There's a small opportunity for every human being with 
what you do with that relationship. And there's also a small opportunity for what we do to invest in sending people who are doing something about that. If you want to invest in change in, let's say, your kid's school board, right? That's important, and yet it can be confusing to know how do I participate in a way that affects change? Or if, if you know how to participate in the political process this year and that's not confusing to you, please come and talk to me after church because I, that's confusing to me for sure. But let me tell you what's not confusing. What's not confusing is participating in what we're seeing here. And the reason it's not confusing is because Jesus has already picked winners. And all we do is participate in what he's already done and he's continuing to do. All of us. He is winning. And we can participate with him or not. Here's how it's super simple and not complicated. God is raising up goers and senders. Goers and senders. If you're a college student here, you are officially a goer. Or God's calling you to be a goer. He's already come to you. And he's asking you, he's saying, I'm all in in this relationship. Will you join me? Will you be mine? And if you're his, you're used by him, you're a goer. It's your relationship with him. These young people, even though you look at them, they're still so young and beautiful, you'd think that they're college students, but they're not. But they're still goers to the college campus for the reasons they've perfectly articulated already. They're goers. Did you know that the majority of these people up here were reached on the college campus that I'm looking at right here? And now they're participating. They're goers. God's raising up goers and senders. We can all send these people to go onto the campus through prayer and through financial giving. And you know what? There was a point at which we invited them to be goers, and they had that awkward moment where they had to take a leap of faith, right? We're like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You are going to go out, and instead of getting a job somewhere else, we're going to hire you. And all you got to do is go to people and ask them to partner with you. And that's how they'll pray for you. And they'll give money to your, mo- your mission so that you can be out there and you can be a goer. You just got to go find the senders. God has already chosen them for you. And they were all crazy enough to believe us. And so they go to all these other churches and we give them one chance every year to go before you and present this in our church. And we get to be the beneficiaries of what they're doing, and I pray more and more and more as the years go on, uh, benefactors, that we can give and we can be senders of what they're doing. These five individuals have completed their initial partnership team and they're still raising partners. These two are in the process of completing their initial partnership team. They just started. They are all goers. And they're believing God for senders. And some of us, some of us God is calling to send through prayer 
and through financial giving. Now, what we're asking you to do today is for you to take a step of faith. If God's calling you to participate, we're not asking you to decide about how to get it all done, but we're asking you, there's this card underneath your seat. We're just asking you to pray about if you need to hear more information directly from these beautiful individuals. What we'll do is if you want to hear more information, maybe you're not sure exactly how you can participate yet, but if God's calling you to learn more about sending and, and the, the, the more of the joy of the story uh, that a 20-minute uh, presentation can just barely touch the, ice, the tip of the iceberg with, if you want to hear more of the story, what, what we do is, is we simply have you fill out your name, your information, and you put in the joy box in the back, and then one of these individuals will contact you. It's as simple as that. You can hear more about what God's doing through them and how you can participate in the future. That's as simple as that. God is raising up goers and senders. Lord, let us be in right response to you. Goers and senders by faith. You said, whatever is not done by faith is sin. And Lord, so we don't just want to strive and do the best we can and try our best. Lord, we want to, in faith, step into this adventure that you've already begun long before we ever prayed about any of this or stepped into a church. You were the first goer, Jesus. And you were generous. And you said, to he who much is given, much is required. And so, Lord, in this short window of opportunity that we have, we pray that you would show us and give us ability to respond well, to be goers and senders. And, Lord, we know that your peace will accompany us, and we receive it, and we move with it. Amen. Can we stand to our feet, please? Uh, A reminder to students, that smell is for you. If you have sensitive olfactory system like me, uh, the pizza is for your training right after this service. We're having a student core training for growth group leaders or uh, uh, folks who want to participate in helping to minister within our 12 growth groups that meet on the Texas State campus. Did I say that right? 12? Uh, Going on 12, going on 20. 13, 13 growth groups. That's a powerful number. Uh, So right after this service in the established lounge, we're going to have a a training for students and the food and all that's for you. Uh, Everyone else as well, um, as we're, we're leaving here, we have invitation cards for you. It's for you. You're invited back next week, but also our invitation cards are for the following week. Two weeks from now, we're doing a new series called Launch. We're launching into new things in life. This is a particularly compelling opportunity for you to invite friends who want to know how they can step into a new perspective. And it's an especially uh, powerful and, and uh, we have a, a lot of expectation for this series about specific things that God's going to unlock in human lives. And it's going to be an exceptional opportunity for you to invite your friends, family, everyone you know, and so if you have faith for 100 flyers, they'll count off 100 of those flyers for you, and you just go in faith. Uh, if you want to take a small stack or a few of them, that's great too. But that is, again, September 11th, launch Sunday. Uh, we'll be here next week, same time, same place, not, uh, 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Um, and also, 
I, I forgot this in the first service. This Wednesday night, before all of this launch stuff, we want to step into that with a moment of corporate prayer. So we're asking all of our growth group leaders this week to forego their growth group so that we can gather together here Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. It was in the announcement video, but I figure I'd be uh, strategically redundant. If you have plans on Wednesday night, change your plans and join us here, 6.30 p.m., our prayer event. We are dismissed.